podcasting from Knoxville, along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is a Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs about their startups. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today I'm talking with the founders who recently competed for $10,000 in the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center's What's the Big Idea Pitch Contest, which was held on April 7th of this year, 2021. I'm joined by the finalists of these amazing companies. And for those of you who are listening that saw the videos online, uh, this was a virtual edition of What's the Big Idea, and the quality of the pitches and the presentations was off the charts. I've heard a lot of feedback in the community that this was like one of the coolest, one of the best What's the Big Ideas ever. There was some awesome live entertainment from bands during it, and then the startup presentations uh, were awesome. So without further ado, I'll do brief intros and then we'll jump in to a conversation uh, with the founders. Rume Akong is one of the co-founders of Crowdin. Uh, the Crowdin app helps make event promotion and discovery all centered around the experience itself. So it gives you the ability to discover, view, share events while simultaneously really building a community. Uh, Brandon Schreiber is the founder of Leviathan Aquarium Automation and it does what it sounds like it does. It's a really innovative circuit board system and it automates the tasks that essentially uh, keeps the things in your aquarium alive, uh, right? Helps to monitor the pH levels, monitor food, et cetera, light, and do all the things that you need to do to keep your aquarium awesome. A uh, really cool piece of technology uh, for those of you that, that had a chance to watch the video. And if you haven't seen any of these videos, uh, check them out on the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center website. Uh, ben Rivera is a co-founder of Ear Buttons. So, you know, this is a problem that, that I think all of us now can really empathize with because of the pandemic and wearing masks. Sometimes they create a tremendous amount of pressure on or right behind your ears, and that can cause pain, headaches, skin irritation, infection, etc. cetera. Uh, their innovation was really centered around people who need oxygen tubing for respiratory disorders. And how do you re relieve some of that pressure so that they can continue to get the life-saving oxygen that they need? Uh, two founders that uh, hopefully will join us partway through the conversation, but as with so many entrepreneurs are very busy out building their companies. Uh, Laura LaRue is the founder of Lulu Liquor Cakes. These are delicious cakes that are baked with liquor. Uh, as with anyone who's done baking before, the alcohol itself cooks off, but what you're left with is the delicious flavor uh, that came with it. And then, uh, and, and certainly one of the coolest video submissions for what's the big idea. I mean, it had the quality of watching something on Food Network. Um, and then Michelle French is the founder of Leora. It's a biopharmaceutical company that's aiming to shift the paradigm of tissue healing after acute injury in animals. So some really fascinating intellectual property uh, behind Leora. So thank you all for joining. Let's go ahead and jump in. Brandon, I want to start with you. Uh, obviously, What's the Big Idea was an awesome experience. Uh, you, you were, you're, the, you're the grand winner, right? You got the big check. Um, what, what, what was that like? I mean, it was such an interesting thing because it was, a, it was a virtual event. You're following along online. What was that moment like when you found out that you won? Yeah, so uh, if you saw the video, you can kind of see I was uh, stunned. It took me a little bit to figure out what to say, what to do or anything. Uh, it was incredibly exciting just to see something that uh, my wife and I have put so much work into the past two years or so uh, validated like that. It's It's been really cool watching it grow organically, but then obviously winning a contest like this with judges and other entrepreneurs that 
actually know what they're doing to say, hey, yeah, that's that's actually a good idea. That that's a big idea. Let's help that out. It was just very just humbling. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Well, and and it, and it and it builds on existing momentum, right? I mean, when you launched Leviathan, then you did a Kickstarter and you hit over a thousand percent funding in in a month in the first thirty days, and so. You know, it seems like you've you've tapped in not only to this demand in the market, but then also you've captured the imagination, like you said, of of fellow entrepreneurs and investors, people in the community that realize that you're really on to something. Uh, what what does that look like next? How do you kind of build on that momentum coming out of what's the big idea to continue to 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 iterate on the technology and continue to get to get to market uh, with Leviathan? Yeah, so like you said, with the Kickstarter, we got over a thousand percent funding. It was kind of crazy. Was not at all prepared or equipped to handle that many orders. So it was a huge uh, challenge, really figuring out how to get that many made that quickly and get them out to people. Uh, through that experience, I realized, hey, I'm going to need a better way to do this. I'm either going to need to improve the board to make it easier to make, or I'm going to need some sort of automated process to make it faster. Uh, I decided to do both, actually. I'm working on a new and improved design that combines a lot of the components together and also adds a few new features like power regulation onto the board. It's going to be faster to build, but also with the money from what's the big idea? going to be putting that towards a pick-and-place machine, which uh, if you're familiar with how a 3D printer looks or works with the little head that zooms all around, spitting out molten plastic, yeah, uh, it's kind of like that, but instead of melting plastic, it has a vacuum where it grabs the little parts, takes an image of them with a vision system, and then brings them over to the board and places it on there. So we'll just put a panel of boards in this system and let it go. Nice. So that's awesome to have that investment capital to get to put to work on that. Um, Rume, I want to jump over to you and talk about Crowdin. I mean, one of the things, as soon as people saw the Crowdin video uh, in the in the original application, and then it was also, hey, this is live on the App Store. A lot of people, just like me, instantly went to the App Store and were like, oh, fantastic, right? It's an idea, but it's an idea that's live. Uh, it's out there in the world. I can install it. I can go check out events. And the first thing that I noticed, and I talked with a lot of other people about it, and they noticed the same thing, is it's a beautiful app, right? It's really well designed. It's a really nice user experience. What, what prompted you and your co-founder, Ibrahim, to, to build Crowdin in the first place? And kind of what was this, what was the what's the big idea experience like for you? Got you. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, awesome. So really, the idea, the original idea was my co-founder's idea. Um, he found out that there was a problem when it came to event discovery, more specifically in the nightlife experience. So what would happen was that he would want to go out to maybe a club or a bar, um, but the problem was that he never was able to find accurate information about um, what the experience was like in those places. So say, for instance, you want to go out with um, a friend, go out to a bar. You may go to the bar, pay a $30 cover fee, and then find out that the music there is not what you like and find out that maybe the drinks are overpriced. But the aim and the goal of the crowding app was really to solve the problem 
of bringing that information to you before having to go there. So um, you're looking for places to go and then you go through the crowding app. You're able to see the flyer and information and some information like the location and time, like everywhere. But also you can now get to see the experience of what is going on at that space um, based off um, video content from other people who are there. So you're able to get a more accurate depiction of what to experience without actually being there or before you get there. So that was the whole reason for the crowding app. And of course, it's morphed into so many other things that people um, find value in. Yeah, that's exciting. And, and how do you kind of ride the momentum that you've gotten? I mean, so many more people now know about the app after what's the big idea than knew about it before. It seems like a big uh, goal and also challenge for the app is to kind of hit that critical mass, right? I mean, it is a classic marketplace where you, where you want people coming there to discover what these event venues and events are going to be like. And then you also need the folks that are hosting the events and the venues to put information in there so that people can discover it. Uh, what are what are some of your next steps in, in building that marketplace? Um, the next step really is to, of course, like you said, build the marketplace, but more specifically build our beta testing community. So right now we're focusing on specific groups who are type me and um, focusing on testing to make sure that they find value to continue using the app and going back to the app and use it for their events and things like that. So we believe that once we get across this um, um, beta testing community, it'll build on itself. Um, right now, we're actually focusing on college campuses because these uh, they have easier communities to actually um, break into there. Um, we are focusing on different fitness groups and different um, organizations, students, associations on campuses and just around the corner here at UT's campus we're working with the in charge um, fitness organization is like a fitness sorority group for ladies so we're working with um, um, organizations like that and groups like that just to get them on the app and eventually when we get enough of course um, word will spread out and it'll just naturally build on itself so that's the strategy and that's the goal um, into actually um, getting our reaching that critical mass like you said yeah, that makes a lot of sense, right? A lot of broad-based customer discovery to identify maybe the segments that will be, you know, the earliest and and, and most vocal early adopters uh, of Crowdin and, and help you to get footholds in the market. That's awesome. Yes. And, and Ben, I want to talk about ear buttons. I mean, you've had successful uh, prototype tests already in hospitals and gotten fantastic responses through through the VA, the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. And how did you all come up with this idea originally? Was it one of was it was it you? Was it one of your co-founders had an experience or had a friend or a family member? You know, how did you envision, you know, this innovation, this invention that would hold oxygen tubing and mass straps and therefore relieve that pressure on the ears? Yeah, so um, we actually met on the or at the MIT COVID nineteen challenge. That was last year, like sometime after the pandemic just hit the U.S. And, you know, like we joined the competition just like to participate in a hackathon and, you know, try and like create a solution to a problem that was currently happening in the U.S. specifically. Um, and so we just happened to like be placed on one team. And and it was actually great because like all like our experiences kind of like complement each other. So, for example, I'm a mechanical engineer. I work a lot with CAD and SOLIDWORKS at the, at the University of Tennessee. And then one of my or one of the other co-founders also works a lot with CAD. And then another one has some experience with like systems engineering. 
and like organizational skills. And then the, the, the last one, Preeti, um, she's actually worked in medical school at Harvard, or she, 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 I think she was a fellow at Harvard Medical School. So like our experience is kind of like, honestly, it was, it was great that we got to be placed on one team. Um, and we kind of just work together, you know, leveraging our own experiences and our own backgrounds to develop the solution that we have now. And um, like MIT, the fellows at the MIT COVID-19 Challenge were very helpful in terms of like testing the product. Same for the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Um, they were able to, you know, like leverage their connections and help us help us test the product on actual patients and get, you know, useful feedback. And so from that, we've been able to like iterate so many times until we got to the um, KEC challenge. So um, it's 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 taken a lot of, a lot of work and a lot of time, but we're, we're glad with um, the product that we have right now, and we're we're really hoping to you know get it out there as soon as possible so you can start helping people that need. So, so was did did that challenge happen? It sounds like it happened largely in response to COVID nineteen, and so then was it sort of a was there a customer discovery process on your part, or how did you all kind of have this insight of you know, because a lot of folks were focusing on uh, ventilators or the, the mask designs themselves mm-hmm. and how to present, uh, prevent particles from getting through or sanitation procedures, right? Different organic tools, chemical tools for all that. And then meanwhile, you all had this spark of an idea for like, hey, folks are having these issues. They're on a ventilator or they're getting help in a hospital setting or they're wearing these masks. Mm-hmm. And it's creating a bunch of pressure. It was that an idea that you kind of already mm-hmm. had that you adapted to COVID-19 or was this just an analysis of, of what was happening and you were realizing everyone around the country, lots of people around the world are be wearing these masks and they hurt after a while, a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was kind of, so since the challenge was like three, four, five months into like after the pandemic hit, hit the U S hard. Um, and we realized like a lot of people like, like people that were on ventilators or that already had breathing problems, you know, in addition to that, they had to put on a mask and that would be like an insane amount of pressure on their ears. Um, and realized also like even just watching the news, like a lot of people did not want to wear a mask simply because it hurt their ears. Like it's it's uncomfortable, right? And so in order to, you know, help in that effort, then it, it only made sense to make something that would make masks more acceptable or easier to wear, more comfortable. And that way, like, we're we're like we're not we're not creating a ventilator. We're not creating something that directly you know um, help helps with the COVID nineteen situation, but indirectly. Like if masks are more comfortable, if people are more willing to wear masks, and that in, kind of indirectly you know helps the situation as well. So that was kind of like our strategy: is you know we need the masks, we need the ventilators, but we also need masks that work for you, that like masks that you want to wear, um, that are comfortable for you, and that do not hurt your ears as well. So that was kind of like our idea is to, you know, you know, make what we have even better. Rume, how did you hear about what's the big idea? What what prompted you to apply? Was it the concept of, hey, I just really want more people to know about Crowdin and will benefit from customer feedback? Was it, hey, here's an opportunity to get, you know, $10,000 to help to fund the company and maybe accelerate some of the next steps, combination of, of all of the above? Uh, what was the, what was the thing that, that you said, oh, what's a big idea? Cool, I'm gonna, I'm gonna enter that. Um, for us, it was all the above, actually. I mean, you know, flashing a check of ten thousand dollars, of course, will get us there because we have a lot we can use that for. Um, but initially, it was a friend of mine, um, a colleague of mine, who actually told me about the competition. She had helped out in some capacity last year, 
I don't know exactly, or I can't remember exactly what she did, but she had helped out and heard about it. And then just on a random FaceTime call, she had mentioned it to me because she knew that I was working on crowding. And I had been in, uh, pre- I've been in previous pitch competitions before, you know, loved um, the networking um, capacity and all of that. So I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And I definitely wanted to experience what a virtual pitch competition would be like in some capacity because it was, I mean, I thought the idea was very interesting. Um, and in terms of just what we could benefit from it, ideally, um, I mean, although the $10,000 sounded nice, but what we thought we would get most value from is just the evaluation that we got from our mentors and the networking and the connection that we would build from the competition. So that was what really attracted us to um, KEC's uh, pitch, um, what's the big idea pitch competition. Yeah, and I'm so, I'm so glad you brought that up, right? Because the key for what's the big idea, a lot of people would, would refer to it or think of it as a, as a 48 or 72 hour launch. I mean, it goes on a, a, a bit longer than that in most respects, especially for this virtual event where there was kind of a week long lead up to the big pitch, right? So it was not only honing the pitch, but also really thinking you know, strategically and clarifying things around uh, strategy and operations and fundraising and all the things that go into taking an idea from the original spark all the way into, hey, this is a full-blown app or a full-blown business um, out in the market. So yeah, 100%. I'm glad you mentioned that because I think the mentorship is key. Um, and let me ask you, Ben, about that. What was, what was your experience like working with the mentors? What are some of the things that, that you feel like were wins from what's the big idea from, from what the mentors were able to share with you? Yeah, so that's actually pretty interesting because I think um, like among the four co-founders, like our experiences are mostly focused on engineering. And so something that we really needed help with was like the business proposition of, of our product and how to you know get it off the ground. Um, and so that's something that has been very helpful for us, um, especially during like the, the what's a big idea competition is, you know, for the week that we were working with them, we got so much useful feedback that, you know, I think we, we feel really confident about our product now. But also I think what, what makes the competition even spe- more special is, you know, we still have these connections even after the competition. So we can still reach out to them with questions that we have. Um, right now we're actually working on filing for a provisional patent for our product. But that's like our mentors are still, you know, willing to hop on a call with us and chat with us. And I think the value of the connections that we made is probably my biggest takeaway from from the competition itself is, you know, the connections of pulled with people and their connections as well. Like they know more people that you could connect with and even locally and even like within Tennessee. Um, I think that that's been very valuable for us. And, you know, the advice, the encouragement, it's, it, it's been phenomenal working with KC, to be honest. That's awesome. And, and, and I'd love to ask. Brandon, the same thing. The uh, the audio connection is a little bit uh, a little bit skippy uh, at the moment on your side. I know, Brandon. Uh, if you're able to unmute, uh, please do go ahead and jump in. But if you can't, I'll go ahead and ask the question and give you some time uh, to answer it via audio on on your side, and then we'll we'll combine the tracks later. But you know, the overall question, uh, well, a two part question. A, how did you find out about what's the big idea in the first place, and then. What was that experience like working with the mentors and what are some of the areas uh, that were the most valuable to you in thinking about Leviathan?
So Ben, I want to ask you, coming out of this experience of what's the big idea, what are some of the next steps for ear buttons? I mean, so much goes in to building a new startup, to taking an idea to the next level. Do you guys have a lot of intellectual property work that you're looking to do next? Is it getting more people to contribute on the team? Is it getting more prototypes out in the market, doing more customer discovery, getting that feedback? Is it incorporating the business? Um, what are some of the biggest next steps that you envision uh, between now and, and hopefully you know, fully getting your buttons out into market? Yeah, so I think what we're uh, doing right now is uh, trying to file for a provisional patent. So once we get that done, and we're actually uh, trying to work with UT directly to, to file for our provisional patent. Um, so once we do that, and then you know we, we hope to file for the patent, I think, in, in within the next one year. But in the meantime, what we want to do is you know 3D print um, some mask straps and ear buttons in North, in Knoxville, and then you know kind of let people locally try them out and get more feedback, and then from that we'll be able to you know make any final changes that we need that we need to make um, before we actually file for the actual patent in a year. So right now it's just I think ref refining the idea. I think we we do have a fairly good concept of um, what the problem is and you know, from the feedback that we've got from the Department of Veteran Affairs, like we we have a fairly good understanding of what the problem is and where the, like the pressure points are in the ears. Um, but for now, I think it, it would be just testing out the product within Knoxville, figure out who we're targeting for our product, but also, um, as I mentioned, like filing for the provisional patent and ultimately the patent in, within a year. So we can kind of have like the intellectual pro property protected as well. So yeah, th those are our next steps for ear buttons. Fantastic. Well, and two points that jump out to me. One, you know, Knoxville and Oak Ridge as a region has such a great reputation in terms of 3D manufacturing, right? 3D printing. Mm -hmm. And so that makes a lot of sense. The process that you all are going through to do that really quick, you know, rapid iteration of products, try different things out, get feedback from the market. Uh, this seems like an ideal place to do that from. And two, the, the filing of the provisional patent itself and working with the team at University of Tennessee Research Foundation, which has been you know, super involved in uh, Startup Day and Innovate 65 Week and supporting startups and entrepreneurs and especially helping to license and commercialize uh, technology coming from uh, inventions and innovations from the university. Um, mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for sharing both of those points. Um, roommate to you, and you talked about it before, right? One of the big next steps is, is that customer discovery. As you think about the other elements of the business, is there also... Are, are you also considering financing? Is that, are you going out uh, to hopefully raise money behind the app? Are you looking at possible channels or strategic partners? You know, certainly everyone's familiar with the big players in, in events and in ticketing. You've got Eventbrite with a big location in Nashville. You've got the ticket masters of the world, et cetera. Um, are you looking for other members to join the team? Uh, what are some of the other things in addition to that customer discovery that you're thinking about? Absolutely. Um, yes, um, we're definitely looking to get um, financing of, of some sort. Um, so um, the focus here is really to build our partnerships and just build or get um, spread awareness about our product in our industry. And that requires in some form um, of, or sense um, a lot of the time sponsorship. So we hope to like sponsor more events that eventually build those partnerships and build those connections. 
and we want to scale. So we want to be able to scale our um, cloud platforms to be able to enable more compute um, and also eventually build a website. Um, we're working on, we would like to build that website to be able to capture more uh, a larger customer base and larger beta testers um, because we feel like there is more data we can definitely um, collect from having both a mobile platform and a website platform. And that would eventually um, lead to us expanding our team and whatnot. And things like that, of course, require some type of monetary value. Um, so yeah, definitely we would we would love to have sponsorship or money of some sort in the in the near future. Yeah, and it sounds like it could be you know very great timing. I mean, you guys did a tremendous amount of work during a time period in which almost all the venues were closed. Yes. Um, and so now you've done all this heavy lifting to get that app built. It's got a beautiful design, a great logo, great name. And now you're really ready to get that feedback right around the time where people are actually able to go back to these venues. And there seems to be just tremendous pent up, you know, demand for seeing your friends again, seeing your family again, going out and having great experiences that folks weren't able to have for the last year plus. And so, yeah, certainly the hope will be, you know, for crowd and there's going to be a tremendous amount of interest among uh, venue owners, event promoters, um, people that are going to the events that really want to maximize those experiences because now we all know what it's like to not have those experiences for a year. Uh, and so we're eager to do them again. So yeah, I think, you know, fantastic timing for the things uh, that you guys are doing next. Um, Brandon, if you're still on with us and you're able uh, to unmute, if that's, if the audio is back working again, um, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you, know, you talk, okay, good. We're back in, we're back in business. So, you know, you've got, you've got the $10,000 you're putting to work. You mentioned, you know, the special machinery that you'll be able to use to help accelerate not only the R&D, but also the production um, of Leviathan as a product. What are some other things you're thinking about? I mean, as a result of what's the big idea? Are people, uh, you know, coming to you and saying, hey, are you looking for an investment? Uh, is that something that you're evaluating? Do you think you'll run another crowdfunding campaign like a Kickstarter, sort of here's Leviathan 2.0 or 3.0 and people can get in on that again? Are you looking for channel partners to sell through the, the pet smarts of the world, the Amazons of the world, et cetera, to get the product out to a bigger market? What are some of the big rocks that you'll be looking to move in 2021? All, all of the above, yeah. Uh, so one of the really big things from what's the big idea uh, on top of the money, obviously, which is hugely helpful, but what was probably even more helpful was just the connections in or with people that actually know what they're doing. Uh, through this, I've got to talk to uh, one of the largest aquarium retailers in the area. Uh, they breed and grow all sorts of fish and distribute those at least nationwide and maybe even to other countries, not entirely sure. Um, I've got to meet with their CEO about uh, possibly working on some projects with them for their hatchery and for their uh, salmon farming they do. I've got to, uh, one of my mentors from the competition, I'm still working with him, meeting with him once a week. I've got a meeting this Saturday actually with him to go over some things and next steps. Uh, as far as getting them on shelves, uh, that's kind of more my wife, Christine. That's one of her big projects, talking to a bunch of different retailers and distributors, figuring out 
what we need to do to make that happen. Uh, she's made some pretty good progress in that area. She's still reaching out to different places and moving forward with that. Yeah, uh, this second design going to be a little more uh, consumer friendly, I guess. It, it'll be a less uh, intimidating electrical project having to deal with power supplies, that sort of thing. It will be something people are more familiar with to where they just hey, plug power in, turn it on, and it's good to go. So all of those things kind of coming together and making it easier to use and easier to buy. And then also, yeah, the funding. We're selling these, so that's where I definitely see a large part of our funding coming from. Uh, but if we want to grow any larger, say, hey, we make a deal with an overseas fishery that needs 500 boards in a month, we may have to start looking into outside investments to say, hey, we need a more industrial grade pick and place machine, or we need to go ahead and hire two additional people on top of what we already have. Yeah, just a whole lot of different moving parts trying to wrangle them all together. Yeah, no, 100%. That's probably the best description of, uh, of entrepreneurship that, that, that anyone could deliver, right? It's, it's trying to wrangle a lot of stuff together, and there's, a, uh, there's more unknowns than there are knowns. So, so like you said, and I'm hopeful that uh, exactly what you described will come true, and I think that it certainly can because you've got such a great product, right? And when it was, like you say, a little bit more of an engineering project, you're picking up those really early adopters, right? The folks that are really into the tech that makes their aquarium run. Meanwhile, this next generation will be you know, for the hobbyist that doesn't really want to necessarily understand the power supply. They just want to plug it in and have it work. And so that opens up, you know, a whole new market uh, segment and probably, you know, the biggest market segment of people that simply wanted to have a, a cool aquarium uh, with some with some cool fish in it. Um, and they didn't want to be an expert in it. They just want it to be safe and to run and enjoy it. So, no, I think that that next step is going to be is going to be really exciting uh, for listeners. Obviously, go on the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center website, click through on events to what's the big idea, and you can watch the videos and get even more information about all these companies. Brandon, for you, what's the best place for people to go to find out more about Leviathan Aquarium Automation? Yeah, so we have a website, leviathanautomation.com, where I'm selling the boards, and maybe even by the time this podcast goes live, we'll be taking pre-orders for the new design. So there's a awesome. very good chance of that. But yeah, it's just our own little hub now. Perfect. Fantastic. Roommate, what about you? What's the best way? I mean, I would say in my own experience, the best way to check out Crowdin is to go to the App Store. Uh, you know, I have an iPhone, so that's where I went to download it. You've got one for Android too, right? Is that is that the best thing that listeners should do is go grab the app? Absolutely. That's the best thing. You know, just go ahead, go to the App Store or the Google Play Store and just download the app, C-R-W-D-N, Crowding. Um, just download the app. We do have a website, crowding.com, but we're trying to get you to the product itself, so that would be the best option. Yes. Perfect. And, and Ben, what about you? What's the best way for people to learn more about ear buttons? Yeah, so we're currently working on launching our website, so we haven't launched it yet, but I would definitely recommend checking out um, our pitch on the WTBI website, the KC website. Um, to learn more about ear buttons and yeah, I, d definitely go check it out. Um, but we will be launching our website soon. Super. And do you have a do you have a domain that you've already picked out and bought for ear buttons where the website will be? Um, probably earbuttons.com. Okay. We, we 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 should be um, launching that in the next two to three weeks. Okay, fantastic. Uh, you heard it here first. Startup Knox podcast. 
thank you all so much for coming on. Uh, it was a thrill this year to see what's the big idea happen, right? So many events had to get postponed or even canceled during pandemic. Uh, you all jumped in, created awesome videos. It was a great competition. Uh, you know, the nice thing about what's the big idea and other events like that in Knoxville, like Startup Day, is that at the end of the day, uh, everybody wins, right? Because it's about connections, exposure, feedback, mentorship. Um, so congratulations to all of you. Thank you for coming on. Uh, and I know our listeners benefited from learning more about some cool early stage startups uh, here in Knoxville and also just hearing about your journey and, and what's going to come next because I think there's exciting things ahead for all of you. So, so thanks again for coming on. Yeah, thank you for thank having you us. So much, this is great. Thank you. Absolutely. And thanks, everybody, for listening to Startup Knox podcast. Please subscribe to listen to more interviews with Knoxville entrepreneurs. If you want to know more about today's episode, check out the show notes on our website at startupknox.com. Also on our site, you can download a free entrepreneur's guide to Knoxville. And you can learn more about what's the big idea and the Knoxville Entrepreneur Center at knoxec.com. Join me for the next episode of the Startup Knox podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>